Hello and welcome into another edition of the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, it is going to be a long one tonight. Unfortunately, everybody's been fighting a little bit of a sickness, so we are we are making it all into one episode for this week, um, right in time for uh, for finals in most leagues. So um, it's just me and Graham again tonight. Unfortunately, Zach w- is very sick, so. Um, he wasn't able to join us tonight, so we'll uh, we'll hop right into the news here and try and get through all this information as fast as we can for you. Um, just starting off with the news, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, he's back from the COVID list. There is a ton of players that are coming back from the COVID list. Um, Cook, uh, Quentin Nelson, which obviously is good for the running game. Taysom Hill, Demario Davis, Taylor Juan, Joey Bosa, Lindsley, Cooks, uh, Stevenson, MVS, um, that's Beasley, Gabriel Davis. Um, you also have Jared Goff. Uh, it didn't practice on Wednesday. James Conner was a did not participate, and Edmonds was a uh, limited participant. Uh, Darren Waller, and this is big, was placed on IR, and his season is over. I know a lot of people were really hoping for him this week because it's a real good matchup for the tight end there. Um, the Chiefs are expected to get Travis Kelsey back. Adam Thielen uh, uh, underwent season-ending season ankle surgery, so he's done. Um, the oh, I, I hate it. I hate I hate saying this because uh, Drew Locke is expected to be the team starter again. So there goes any relevancy for the passing game there, which just their opposition only has to worry about the run. Um, the Eagles signed Carrion Johnson off the practice squad, which makes me feel like um, Jordan Howard's not going to be ready this weekend with uh, with Miles Sanders out. Uh, Bruce Arians tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, obviously, Carson Wentz, too, uh, at the beginning of the week, was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. He's unvaccinated. Um, looks like Sam Ellinger's going to start. Um, they're... Uh, Henderson also is out, and it looks like Cam Akers might play this week, which is uh, absolutely amazing. Um, Trey Lance is probably going to start for the 49ers, which is another big one. Um, And I don't... Oh, I mean, James Robinson, torn Achilles, so he's done. Um, Mike Williams... It's Sorry, uh, Brandon Staley said Mike Williams, uh, Harris, Adderley... um, are all out for week 17. Uh, Julio Jones was placed on the COVID-19 list. Mike Evans was placed on the COVID-19 list, and I already mentioned it. Sanders is out with a uh, broken hand. Um, I don't think there's really anything more than that. Um, CEH is out, and uh, it and uh, Eckler is going to be back this week. So that's... I, I think I got everything. Did you have anything to add? Uh, the only thing I'll add is that the NFL recently changed its yes. policy around COVID to only being five days, which means that a lot of these guys who just got put on uh, the COVID list, even unvaccinated guys like Wentz, still have a chance of suiting up for Sunday. Which, again, like we said last week, make sure you're paying attention to your rosters. And those yeah. guys, and follow every update, follow every insider on Twitter that you can, because uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be insane. All right, so uh, we're gonna start we're gonna start the show off with uh, with buy and sell here. Um, 
going into week 17 i will uh, i will start it off here i said uh joe burrow is going to outscore patrick mahomes this week i bought this because personally i think cincinnati's defense is pretty good i know kansas city's defense has been improving but i think with ceh out and just a little bit tougher of a defense and uh and I, th- I honestly think Cincinnati Cincinnati is going to run all over them, and Joe Burrow is going to be the beneficiary in the sense that he's probably going to be in the red zone a lot and probably get a, a two, probably three touchdowns passing. So I think he'll outscore Mahomes this week. Uh, I bought on this one too. I think that uh, Mahomes hasn't been great when he's played defenses that are good at putting you on your back and Cincinnati's not bad at that. So I think in a shootout game where both should have decent stats, I lean towards the Burrow side of the line to who's going to outscore who. Especially after last week. He was so good last week. Yeah. Um, Zach sold this. So, I mean, it, it is a, it is a bit bold. But like us, in regards to thinking Burrow's going to outscore Mahomes because he's a Patrick Mahomes, but I mean I understand the sell. So, what is your buy and sell? Uh, my buy and sell is that Penny is a top twelve running back this week. <laughs> I a- am a buy. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I am a buy on this. I think that uh, Penny has a fantastic matchup. I think he's been. Uh, utilize more and more and I think this is the type of game where there should be uh, somewhat of a lead that allows him to kind of really get a lot of carries and uh, get some good numbers I 100% agree with you I will buy on this um, as well and uh, we'll say that Zach sold on this as well so apparently you and I are just going to agree on everything tonight, which should make for a really quick show. <laughs> um, Zach said Damian Harris will outscore Alvin Kamara this week. I bought it as well as Zach bought it. I mean, I, it's just it's a better I, matchup. I, I wanted to sell just to be different because I inputted last on this one, but it was uh... – it's kind of impossible to think Kamara hasn't broken 10 points in at least two weeks. And Damian Harris has a fantastic matchup. Uh, New Orleans is up against a very tough defense. And I think it's really tough to see many avenues other than if they decide to really lean on Stevenson for whatever reason, as Bilicek sometimes does. But, yeah, I just couldn't put sell down. Yeah, I I don't, in the right frame of mind, I, I don't think there's any way you can sell this. All right, well, that uh, that wraps up buy and sell for week 17. Let's uh, let's move on to the matchups. Uh, first matchup, uh, there's no Thursday nighter this week, so it's going right into Sunday. First matchup is going to be Miami versus Tennessee. Looking at the Miami side of the ball, Tennessee is allowing the 11th most points to the quarterback, the 30th most points to the running back, the second most points to the wide receiver, and the 29th most points to the tight end. All right, so on the Miami side of the ball, uh, I think Tua's a decent start this week. He's been he's been Tua of late. He seems to be a lock in that 15 to 20 with a high of about 22 range most weeks. Uh, last week wasn't 
particularly good, but he was also facing a very tough defense in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is a week where you have a little more confidence if you need someone. He's available on a lot of waiver wires, especially after his performance last week. Um, outside of that, uh, I mean, Waddle, you're definitely rolling out, and then I think you kind of forget about the rest of the Dolphins at this point. I would 100% agree with that. Um, yeah, Waddle, what did he do? He set the receptions record for rookies at the wide receiver position in the NFL. Like, the guy's just a target monster. So, yeah. I mean, he's on it. To me, with the amount of targets he's receiving, he's in every week place. So, um, and that's even with Parker there. Like, Parker wasn't targeted at all last game. So, Waddle's, a, to me, Waddle is the safest play. I honestly think just based off of the way Miami's defense was also flying around, this is a this is a sneaky good start for Miami's defense. I don't think it's even sneaky. I think Miami's defense is number three in the league right now. Yeah. Um, I I think he I think their defense is is pretty close to that every week start kind of category and uh Tennessee's I, offense isn't good enough no, to scare it's, you away. It's AJ Brown and that's it right now, honestly. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the Tennessee side of the ball. Miami's allowing the 25th most points to the quarterback, the 29th most points to the running back, the 10th most points to the wide receiver, and the 19th most points to the tight end. So you kind of already stole it. Uh, it's A.J. Brown and forget it. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there, there's, there's no reason to start a running back now that they seem to have gone back to a committee approach. It's a yeah. terrible matchup anyway. Uh, and Tannehill has been incredibly mediocre, but nowhere near someone that you want to be rolling in a playoff game. I don't think he's even broken it. You know, like he hasn't had a top ten finish this year at quarterback. It's, it's uh, brutal. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's been he's been very mediocre. I think he's like QB fourteen or something on the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, not horrible. Uh, definitely seems to give you, you know, right around that 15 to 20, he seems to live in that zone. But, uh, yeah, I think there's better better, better matchups for worse quarterbacks that you can find. All right. Well, uh, that pretty much wraps that matchup up. So let's, uh, let's move on to the next one, which is Atlanta versus Buffalo. Um, looking at the Atlanta side of the ball, Buffalo is allowing the 32nd most points to the quarterbacks, well, at least. 12th to the running 12th most to the running back 32nd most to the wide receiver and 30th uh most to the tight end i not starting anyone in atlanta and that includes cordero patterson i know i know it's a good matchup for the running back position buffalo has been bleeding points to the running back but personally with with patterson's usage lately i just this is this is finals for most this is finals for most teams and this is not this is not i do not have the stomach to play patterson in this matchup i just don't the usage scares me and this is something that could absolutely kill your roster in finals and yeah i just i don't want to start anybody on on atlanta i don't think he's necessarily a roster killer i mean you saw last week um you know he he got a touchdown, which saved it. He seems to get touchdowns quite frequently, but I think he's one of those guys that you're probably looking at to be anywhere from 5 to 15 points, and I don't think you're at all 
thinking that he has any upside beyond 15, which when you're looking at someone to start, it's not horrible, but there's better options on waiver wires. And normally at this point, you're not competing against everyone to pick up people. So go get the better options. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move over to the Buffalo side of the ball. Sorry, excuse me. Um, Buffalo. So looking at uh, Buffalo, but Atlanta. Wow. I can't stop saying Buffalo. Apparently Atlanta is allowing the third most points to the quarterback, the ninth most points to the running back, the fifth most points to the wide receiver and the 17th most points to the tight end. So there's the obvious starts, which are Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Um, it is a very good matchup for the running back. And personally, I think that running back is Devin Singletary and you don't need to worry about Moss or Brita. Um, if you're looking at a wide receiver, it's tough to say because a lot of what's been ha a wide receiver outside of Diggs. Um, because a lot of what's been happening with the guys that are coming back off the COVID list, and I think we've touched on it if, a few like a few times, is that first game back they always seem to be extremely limited and not very good. So I mean, I personally I, I, I stay away from the wide receiver situation, like the wide receiver situation, pat like beyond digs on Buffalo, and I try and find somewhere else, and I'm happy playing Knox but not ecstatic yeah um I'm I'm honestly I'm not ecstatic playing just about any of Buffalo's pass catchers uh for the reason that I think this is a game where Atlanta is going to get beat hard and I think that cuts into Allen's effectiveness uh, I think that cuts into Diggs' effectiveness. I think their ceiling is a lot lower than you see most weeks based off the fact that I think they're just going to run it down their throat. And I don't think Atlanta's going to have any way of really scoring to keep any kind of pressure on Buffalo to do anything but run. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next matchup. Just keep it rolling here. Um, looking at Jacksonville versus New England. Looking at the Jacksonville side of the ball, New England is allowing the 31st most points to the quarterback, the 15th most points to the running back, the 28th most points to the wide receiver, the 28th most points to the tight end, and New England is also allowing the 4th most receiving yards to the running back. Yeah, so uh, for this one, I know that... Uh, Dare has been kind of ever, uh, a huge waiver wire ad for a lot of people, and there's a lot of excitement around uh, him after, you know, Robinson's injury. He was yeah. decent replacing him last week. I think the one thing to keep in mind is he wasn't overly effective, and he was playing a terrible defense in the Jets. If you're relying on a guy who can't get it done that well against the Jets. Who everyone else runs over. Yeah, I think New England's a bad bet. Uh, so, while I don't think he's going to get, you know, two points, I think it's more realistic to think he's going to probably be in the 7 to 11 range. Um. 
maybe 12 with a touchdown. But I don't think he's going to be that league winner that a lot of people are hoping for who are picking him up right now. And uh, beyond Dare, if you're hard-pressed for running backs, he's not the worst start in the world. But I wouldn't touch anybody else on Jacksonville right now. Yeah. 100% agree. All right, let's move over to the New England side of the ball. Um, Jacksonville's allowing the 13th most points to the quarterback, the 11th most points to the running back, the 14th most points to the wide receiver, and the 18th most points to the tight end. Yeah, so when it comes to New England, uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Harris, I love him as a start this week. I think he's going to have a really big game. Uh, and I think New England's going to approach this one from a run-first perspective and really jam it down their throat. Uh, I don't think... Uh, I know Hunter Henry hasn't been... wasn't the best last week. He seems to get 20 or 6. But when you're looking at a tight end, if you can get a guy who can get you 6, that's still not terrible. And if you got a guy who's got 20 potential... That's pretty awesome. Uh, this is a game where I think they don't really throw it downfield that much, which I think plays into his wheel well. Uh, and they love using him in the red zone, and they should be in there a few times. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was still in on 86% of the snaps last week and had six. Yeah. He had six targets. He just came away with only one reception. So, yeah. I mean, he's still getting the targets. It just happened to be that those targets didn't end up in completion. So, I mean, I still think he's got a very safe floor, um, and this is this is an okay matchup. So, I mean, I think I think he, him and him and Harris are probably the two guys you're looking at. That's about it. Yeah, I think Harris is a mediocre start for sure, and Stevenson is a, a sneaky start with some potential. Although, I am a little wary of anyone coming back. Yeah, I am as well. All right, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Las Vegas versus Indianapolis. I like how I have this one, my team. Um, looking at the Vegas side of the ball first, Indy is allowing the 10th most points to the quarterback, the 26th most points to the running back, the 15th most points to the wide receiver, the 4th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the 5th most rush yards to the QB, and they're allowing the most receiving yards to the tight end. Um, I don't want to start Carr. I know it's it's a tempting matchup. It's not something I really look at. Like it, he's just he's not a sexy pick. He's not a sexy stream at quarterback. They're barely winning games. They're not putting up enough points in those games that they're winning. Like the games that they're winning are like two points. Like they're winning by two or three points, and it's they're not getting over twenty points in the game. So it's just. There's not enough fantasy value there. Um, Josh Jacobs, yeah, you can play him. Are you happy playing him? No, because Indy's defense is really good against the run. Um, Hunter Renfro, I think, is a good start this week. He is a volume guy. It is a middle-of-the-road matchup against Indy, but I think just with the volume and also the secondary. Like, Sendejo got hurt. There was a couple other DBs that got hurt last week. Um, it, it, it's just, I think Renfro's that close to the line of scrimmage Waller's out. So I think he's just, he's probably going to get just absolutely targets galore. Um, and, uh, I mean, 
I honestly think if you're in a super, super desperate need for a tight end, Foster Moreau is absolutely sneaky this week because we were talking about the team that allows the most receiving yards to the tight end in a really good matchup, and Waller is out. And Foster Moreau is probably available everywhere. Yeah, um, I think uh, you pretty much nailed it on on most of that. Uh, I personally wouldn't go for Foster Moreau just because, you know, guys like Friarmouth and uh, Hunter Henry are still on waiver lists. And if you don't get those guys, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of guys out there, uh, Everett, that you could get um, likely uh, instead, but. Uh, yeah, I do like if that. for whatever reason you're in a league where everyone wants to have two tight ends, uh, then Moreau might not be the worst. Uh, Renfro, I, he, he's a huge volume guy. Indy's cornerback uh, situation is definitely better than what it has been. And I just, I, I, I feel like there's going to be very little reason for them not to stack up to stop them. Uh, you know Carr has zero weapons once you take away Renfro, and it just seems like it would be a really terrible idea for them to just leave him with one-on-one coverage most of the time. So he's going to get a top corner, and he's probably going to get doubled most of the time in this one. And I don't know. I, I I wouldn't have high hopes for him. I feel like you're saying that Indy's going to pitch a shutout or something by the way you're talking. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's move over to the other side of the ball. Um, looking at Indy, Vegas is allowing the 18th most points to the quarterback, the 7th most points to the running back, the 30th most points to the wide receiver, and the 3rd most points to the tight end. I am concerned because it's probably not going to be Carson Wentz and I know a lot of a lot of people like Michael Pittman. I I don't think this is a good matchup for Michael Pittman and I think it's even worse if it's Sam Ellinger. Um I was hoping to sneak a tight end here because Vegas is super susceptible to the tight end, but if it's Ellinger again, I'm not I'm not excited. Um I- but a about, about the only thing I'm looking at is Jonathan Taylor, and that's it. Yeah, I, I think it's it's tough to really know what's going to happen. Oftentimes when uh, guys like Ellinger, who haven't played many minutes, when they come into games, there's often someone who's, you know, uh, been on the field with them during practice a lot, you know, a third or fourth guy that they have a connection with that often they'll utilize. It'll be uh, yeah. Out, outside of that, um, they tend to target hog, whoever is the number one guy and the first look. So Pittman could be great, but I would say there's a much better chance that he is targeted a couple of times with some bad throws and, you know, kind of like a three of six kind of thing with catches and targets. And uh, I would stay away from him. Um, I think Hines is an interesting start this week. I think there's a good chance Indy gets up and really tries to control the game through the run. And if they do that, I mean, Taylor's going to get 
a lot of a lot of rushes uh, and a lot of attention. But I think there's probably going to be enough left over for Hines to have a decent week um, if you're desperate for kind of someone to to start. Yeah, and I mean this is you're in the finals, and if you've if you've got a if you've got to make a play like that, it's better to take a take a shot where there's a good matchup. And personally, this is one of them. Um, the other thing is too, the Colts are getting back two of their starting offensive line, like, and one of them is Quentin Nelson. So, I mean, the, I could very easily see this being a game like the Buffalo New England game, where the quarterback for Indy throws the ball like five times, and that's it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that's a that just a big game for the running backs then. So, all right, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Carolina versus New Orleans. Uh, looking at the Carolina side of the ball, New Orleans is allowing the twenty-third most points to the quarterback, the thirty-first most points to the running back, thirteenth most points to the wide receiver, and twenty-fifth most points to the tight end. New Orleans is also allowing the fifth most wide receiver receiving yards. Did we just have Zach join us? Hey, hey, look hey, who decided to join us. <laughs> yeah, wow, I'm here. What a surprise. Look at that. There we go. We were we were just completely badmouthing you for the first 20 minutes of the episode here. <laughs> that seems pretty valid. Yeah. Well, we're just so you know, we're we're on Carolina and New Orleans and we just talked about uh we just talked Ugh. about Carolina. Yeah, I know it's gross. <laughs> All right, um, move on. We just we just <laughs> we just went over Carolina's stats. So uh, why don't uh, why don't you lead us off on uh, on your thoughts on Carolina? Well, actually, you know what? We'll let, we'll get you in on the next one just so you have some time to accommodate yourself here. Um, yeah, go, I'm sorry. Smart. Go ahead. What what are you thinking on Carolina there? Uh so I've heard Darnold is supposed to be back and starting, um, which is still not someone you would ever start, but he does create kind of a bit of an interesting approach to how you're going to start. If you're going to start DJ Moore, who's really the only person in that offense you should even remotely consider starting. Uh, personally, I'm of the mindset that unless I'm desperate, I'm probably going to lean away from Moore this week. Uh, it's a really bad matchup against a really good top corner. And, uh, yeah, Darnold, who the hell knows what he's going to do. <laughs> he's going to see ghosts. Um, yeah. yeah, I I, I think I'm a little more comfortable playing more this week um, just because of the amount of receiving yards. And he did show promise with Darnold at the beginning of the season. But, I mean, that's if I don't. I mean, this is an obvious statement if I don't have better options. So, but I mean, he, he was probably a guy you took early, so you probably don't have much better options. But anyways, all right, let's move over to the New Orleans side of the ball. Carolina is allowing the 28th most points to the quarterback, the 22nd most points to the running back, the 27th most points to the wide receiver, and the 22nd most points to the tight end. Yeah, so when it comes to New Orleans, uh, Taysom Hill's supposed to be back. Uh, I don't think he's still the best start, even even if he is completely healthy and, and good to go. Um, Carolina's really 
tough on the quarterback. They're not the easiest to run against. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Camara, you're you're going to start him if you have him. You paid high price, and he's Kamara, but I would have low expectations. If you're starting Taysom Hill, uh, I would also have low expectations in this one. This has a lot of feel of one of those like six nine games uh where nobody really gets a lot and uh, outside of that I feel, I feel like you're probably you're probably not in your fantasy finals if you have Taysom hill in <laughs> even in a super flex that's kind of gross right now I would even kamara i don't you're probably not in your finals if you got kamara yeah kamara did kill a lot of lineups last week um yeah but i i think both of these defenses are actually decent starts um this week so well i I think you got to look at it too that um there's still plenty of people who are playing that uh may not be in the finals they don't have a lot of ability to move on their roster um depending on how their waiver wire restrictions work a lot of Uh, leagues have third place winners too like third place prizes too so consolation finals yeah Yeah. i'm in one of those playing for ninth for some very piddly amounts of cash (laughs) yeah so there are there are definitely some people who uh may have been hurt by some injuries and some issues or a terrible uh week from kamara that uh are still in it and uh yeah for those people tam temper your expectations for Kamara again all right let's move on to the next matchup here uh Zach's first input of the night um looking at Tampa Bay and the New York Jets looking at Tampa Bay side of the ball Jets are allowing the fifth most points to the quarterback the most points to the running back the 23rd most points to the wide receiver the ninth most points to the tight end the fourth most rush yards to the running back the second most receiving yards to the running back and the fifth most receiving yards to the tight end. Yeah. Um, I mean, great start if you got if you held on to Brady through the uh, through the tumultuous times and uh, got him in the in the finals for uh, for an unreal matchup. Um, uh, that was my plan in one league where I traded for him and then I finished ninth. <laughs> and, uh, didn't, didn't get through but i was like brady's got the jets in the finals thinking really far ahead and that didn't really pan out but um if you're in the finals and or you're still playing for something and, it, and it's uh that's a great i mean obviously a great start obviously uh the jets are actually good against the wide receiver but um i still think antonio brown's a a great play um yeah running backs i mean i think I think there's been some people running out there to grab some different names, but Jones is healthy, right? Yeah, Rojo's healthy. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, – I just remember him being we, – we were discussing this actually with Graham on a, in a different league about uh, um, about Rojo being projected at like very little amounts of points and a lot of sights, which is really odd. He's only projected for, for 15, which I think is absolutely insane. <laughs> NFL.com has him projected at 6.3. What? Point PPR. Yeah, and I think he was like 8.5 in full PPR. But and if, and if, if, if you're me, using NFL.com, for you can probably like stop because it's, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'd be at Anyways, like 25 Rojo, right now. Rojo's a, Rojo's a great play this week, and I think, uh, 
I think the Bucks. You're gonna. I think there's Bucks are gonna put some points up here, and I actually think the Jets might put some points up too. But yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. I think. I think Rodo's a great start. I think Brown's a good start. Um, Gronk's also a good start as well. So, and then Brady, and you're playing if you have him. Mike Evans, if he's back, is uh, not a terrible idea too. Yeah, that's true. It sounds like he's gonna play. Oh, that's just a dilemma for me because I, I I would love to start both Mike Evans and Antonio Brown this week in one of my leagues, but I don't want to play two wide receivers from the same team. So I think Brown's going to do it. That's probably the two I'd say right now. Yeah, I think I'll. I think, I think Brown's a safer. Brown. Yeah, I Brown's agree. A Brown's a safer start. Safer. Yeah, yeah agreed. All right, let's uh, let's look at the Jets side of the ball. Tampa is allowing the 12th most points to the quarterback, the 32nd most points to the running back, 21st most points to the wide receiver, 16th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the second most rush yards to the QB. You gonna jump Zach? in there, Zach, or are you gonna you just? You want me uh... to take that one too, boys? Oh okay. yeah, that one's yours. This this whole matchup is yours to leave. I'm doing man. the whole matchup. All right. Yeah. Great. I get to talk about the Jets. Thanks. I... Well, that's what happens when you show up late. <laughs> Michael you Carter make you talk about New England and Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, my I I don't. It's too much of a sore spot to talk about James Robinson right now. So <laughs> he's, my, he's my superhero. I love James Robinson. So I'm uh, pretty crushed about what happened there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean it's such a bad matchup for Carter, but I don't know. It's a, it's a tough call if you're in if you're in a finals. If you're not in a finals, I'd take the shot. <laughs> well, but. Yeah, yeah, the volume is there, and I mean, he's he's looked great, so I think he's he's got a big future. But um, you know, not the worst matchup for Zach Wilson if you're in a super flex or something. I think uh, I think he's I think he's playable. Um, uh, uh, you know, not in a one QB league. I hope hope to God you're not playing him in a one QB league. But um, yeah, decent option. I don't think I'd touch anything else. <laughs> I, I I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Graham loves yeah. Braxton Berrios, so he might disagree. I, 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 that's why I said I was, I, I'm with you on that one. Cause I knew I, I was feeling like he's probably gonna jump in on Barrios. <laughs> well, I know Crowder's questionable and Elijah Moore, uh, but Elijah Moore is, I think projected to play, uh, yeah. where that ends up is tough to say, but if Moore is healthy enough to suit up, you have to assume that he'll probably take a lot of targets away. So, if Crowder and Moore are playing, absolutely avoid Barrios. Do not start Barrios. If Moore and Crowder aren't playing, then Barrios isn't the worst option in the world. Smash Barrios. That's what Graham says. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next matchup, and one that I'm actually pretty excited to talk about. It's uh, Philadelphia against Washington. Looking at the uh, Philly side of the ball, Washington is allowing the most points to the quarterback, the 18th most points to the running back, the third most points to the wide receiver, the 14th most points to the tight end. Washington is also allowing the third most pass yards and the third most QB rush yards, as well as the fourth most receiving yards to wide receiver. Um, Jalen Hurts, if... If you have him and you're in finals, congratulations, you've got the championship. Because this is going to be absolutely ridiculous. This guy is going, like, he's, I could see him beating what Burrow did last week, this week. 
just based on the fact that he's probably going to run in a couple touchdowns. He might throw for a touchdown, and he's going to have a ton of rush yards. Um, so, obviously, start Jalen Hurts. Um, the running back situation, I tend to lean Boston Scott because I don't think Jordan Howard's going to be back because they did sign Keyshawn uh, – sorry, not Keyshawn, carry on Johnson off of the practice yeah. squad today. So, that really makes me think Howard's not back. Um, I – I know a lot of people are probably going to ask, what about Kenneth Gainwell? I think it's Boston Scott. Sorry, I don't think Kenneth Gainwell is going to be anywhere close to the volume that Boston Scott's going to get if Howard's out. Um, and then, yeah, you're you're probably starting Goddard. It's a half-decent matchup. He's been a pretty good tight end, and the tight end landscape sucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to agree with you on most of that. Uh, I think if Howard's in, it it makes it a bit of a, a trickier game. Um, and I think Hertz, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a 30 plus guy just cause I think Washington's going to get shit kicked. Oh, you think they're going to take him off the field for the second half? I, I just, I don't think they're going to let him run out of the pocket and make plays with his legs. Uh, he's been injured recently. Why would you risk it when you're in a potential playoff spot against a team if you're up big on them and they have no hope of winning, I just also, don't name see. I forgot a... to mention was Devonta Smith. You you also want to start Devonta Smith? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you heard it here. Graham says don't start Jalen Hurts. I, I didn't one. say that. I said don't I start Jalen Hurts. Start be... Zach Wilson. <laughs> I think he's not going to be a thirty-plus monster. <laughs> I think he's still going to be over twenty and incredibly viable. You definitely should start him. I just don't think he's going to be a thirty-plus monster. Who like do you think outscores? Who do you think outscores him this week? Josh Allen. He's got Atlanta, so. That, yeah. I I I don't think Josh Allen does for the exact same reason. I don't think Hertz is going to be a thirty-plus guy. I think they're both going to be in games where they beat the crap out of the other team and run the ball too much. And stay tuned for later because he is my bold prediction, and we'll we'll get to that later. Um, let's move over to the Washington side of the ball. Uh, Philly is allowing the 24th most points to the quarterback, the 14th most points to the running back, the 31st most points to the wide receiver, and the second most points to the tight end. I think this is probably going to be a fairly quick conversation. I don't want to start anybody on Washington this week. Sales Jones, I think, is about the only one remotely viable. I think Kyle Allen has a over-under that he's going to end up in this game because Heineke's going to probably end up getting pulled. Probably, yeah. Which is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, we can certainly move on. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's go to uh, another matchup that I – you know, there's – every week I see these matchups when I'm putting all the stats together, and there's, there's some matchups that you're just like, oh, man, that's a bad team. Oh, man, that's a bad team. But I'm really excited to talk about this matchup. Um, that, this week, that's the Giants versus Chicago. Um, looking at the Giants' side of the ball, Chicago's allowing the fourth most points to the quarterback, 13th most points to the running back, sixth the most points to the wide receiver, and 24th most points to the tight end. So for this one, uh, I think whether it's from or Glennon, uh, I think Glennon gives you a little more upside, but unless you're in a super flex and really hard up, uh, you know, with Lentz and a couple other guys who just went down on you, um, I would avoid either of them, and definitely from if he starts. Uh, he was absolutely awful last week. 
Um, I think Barkley, and then I'm probably forgetting it on the New York side. <laughs> Even Barkley's a bit of a... <laughs> I, I, I'm not like excited thinking... about Barkley, but I think he'll probably get you enough volume uh, to have a mediocre week. Think of the things you could say if you say, I won a championship with Mike Glennon or Dave Fromm in my lineup. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, that would probably rival my championship with Blake Bortles at the helm. Yeah, I, ha- I had that as well. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we yeah. did. I think we talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> yeah, I think we that, did. That year was the year that Bortles was relevant, though. He had one year, and like he, he won a lot of people. Half of the season, too, that he was relevant. Yeah. He was amazing oh, yeah. for a while. He, he was, was only amazing. the last quarter of the game that he was good. Oh, yeah, but a <laughs> lot of teams won that year with Blake Bortles, whereas... I don't think anyone's been playing from or Glennon. I don't think anyone picked either up last week. I highly doubt. I'm sure they're basically around 0% this week. Uh, And I think if you did pick them up and managed to win uh, because one of them just was a light show for some crazy reason, I think that would be ultimate bragging rights forever. I mean, if you if you do win with them on your lineup, they're probably still only scoring you ten points. So, uh, yeah. if that, um, all right, let's talk about the Chicago side of the ball. Uh, the Giants are allowing the sixteenth most points to the quarterback, the eighth most points to the running back, the eighth most points to the wide receiver, the twentieth most points to the tight end, and the fifth most rush yards to the running back. So Chicago's a little uh, little safer bet on that side of the field uh i think you can start fields uh with some confidence in this one uh i think he's got the running upside to probably get you a top 15 kind of area finish maybe top 12 top 10 kind of thing uh montgomery i think you're definitely rolling monty and uh i think mooney is a safe uh safe bet in this one as well and then, uh, yeah, Chicago's defense is probably a good call since New York's probably not going to score much. I've stashed them for two weeks in our league just for this. Yeah, and wow. you know what? Especially if Fromm starts, like Graham said, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah they're gonna they're gonna absolutely crush them. <laughs> I uh, and every point you made there, I 100% agree with. I got I got nothing to add. Yeah, I think I think I think Montgomery's a top five this week, personally. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the next matchup, which is probably going to be a pretty high-scoring matchup. Uh, looking at Kansas City versus Cincinnati. Uh, start off with Kansas City here. Cincinnati is allowing the 21st most points to the quarterback, the 25th most points to the running back, the 17th most points to the wide receiver, the 8th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the 4th most pass yards, the 4th most running back receiving yards, and the 3rd most tight end receiving yards. So you're absolutely starting Mahomes no matter what anyways. Um, Daryl Williams is where I tend to lean because he has been involved in the pass catching. I know that Derek Gore did have a big play last week and was involved as well. But if you're looking for volume and a guy that you can pick up because Edward Slayer is out, it is Williams. Um, you're starting Tyreek Hill. I think it goes back to the wide receiver two is irrelevant on this team after Tyreek's coming back from COVID. Um, last week so I think he'll be back to a, his old his old tricks and obviously you're starting Kelsey too if he's in 
Yeah, I really don't think that. I think the only real conversation on this side of the ball is is that running back situation that you touched on, and I agree. I think Daryl Williams is a, is a pretty good play here, and uh, I think he's. I mean, it's a, not a great matchup, but uh, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, and um, yeah, I think he's going to get the touches, and Gore might break off a close touchdown or something. But I think I think Williams should be poised for a good game, and Kelsey should be just an absolute monster. Agreed. All right, well let's uh, let's move over to the Cincinnati side of the ball here, um, and I'm sorry, Zach, I stole that one from you, so I gave you my next one. Um, All good. So looking at Cincinnati, Kansas City is allowing the sixth most points to the quarterback. I just got so excited, okay? Because I, got, I have <laughs> yeah, I so many, I have so got, many pieces got, got in this a game. Good matchup, so he just snakes it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to do. Zach showed up late, so I'm going to give him all the crappy matchups, like the next one. So, um, please give me Denver. Please give me Denver. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't you please. worry. Um, yes. Kansas City is allowing the sixth most points to the quarterback, the 16th most points to the running back, the 24th most points to the wide receiver, the 13th most points to the tight end. And they're also allowing the third most running back receiving yards. So, like I said in my buy and sell, Joe Burrow is going to score more points than Patrick Mahomes this week. I personally think he he might not have as high-end weapons as Mahomes does, but I think he has more – the quantity is more. Like, he's got Mixon, he's got Chase, he's got Higgins, who's been really good lately. He's got Boyd, who's also been pretty good lately. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, we can talk about my, my, my boy Uzama there, but uh, I don't think he's going to be very involved this week. I think it's going to be a lot of down-the-field balls and uh, looking at uh, – Take sorry, they're going to run the ball a lot on Kansas City. Try to manage the clock, but he's going to take those down the field shots to Chase and Higgins a lot this week. So, I think Boyd probably out of the game plan this week, which leaves you with Burrow, Higgins, Chase, and Mixon. Yeah, I think the four-headed monsters uh, going to score often and well in this one. Yeah, it was great to see. I mean, Higgins is. He's special. He's good. They uh, when they can use him and Chase like simultaneously, they're just they're hard to beat. Did you see the Did you see the stat on them? The, no. That this is the first time in NFL history that a team has had four players under the age of twenty five or younger, where there's two one thousand yard receivers, a one thousand yard rusher, and an over five thousand yard passer. Is Mixon still under twenty five? Yeah, he's 25. He is 25. Wow. It feels like, like he's been in the league longer than that, but yeah, that makes sense. They are building an unreal team there, in my opinion. So, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's let's move on to the next matchup, which I know Zach is super excited to talk about. Um, Denver versus LA. Uh, Denver. Looking at the Denver side of the ball, LA is allowing the 15th most points to the quarterback, the second most points to the running back the 29th most points to the wide receiver, the most points to the tight end, the third most running back rush yards, and the second most tight end receiving yards. Yeah, I think uh, Drew Locke, smash start. Um, I just looked. He started in 2% of leagues on sleepers, so somebody's getting behind the Drew Locke. <laughs> uh, yeah, championship week, Drew Locke, 2%. So I like, I like the uh, gusto those people have. But, 14 uh, team super flexes. <laughs> yeah, 18 <laughs> team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going real deep if you're starting Drew Lock this week. But uh, it sounds like he's going to be the guy. 
so that probably kills everybody um, on the team besides Gordon and Williams. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Fant's been just so. Uh, I just don't know how you trust the guy. Um, but it's such a good you matchup. You what? I don't think you can. No, and it's it's such a good matchup for the tight end, but especially with Drew Locke throwing the ball, like I just, I think he's gonna, yeah, it's not a great, it's not a good, it's not gonna go well, but great matchup for the running backs. So I think, uh, I think, I think you're you're laughing starting. I think they're both starts. Uh, I mean, they're still splitting fairly well. I don't know what it was last week. Oh, it was it was so bad last week. It and like not from a split standpoint, but like Melvin Gordon ended with negative yards rushing. Oh, that's right. And um, Javante, the only the only thing that saved his week last week was the fact that he got a touchdown. And he's, yeah. he got a touchdown and still averaged 1.71 yards per carry. Yeah, luckily, I think their defense can kind of keep them in this one because, I mean, that Chargers offense could run all over uh, most teams. But Denver's defense hopefully will keep them close enough that the running backs can, can get some work and do something because – the Chargers are just terrible against the run. Yeah. You have anything to add there, Graham? No, uh, I agree. Look at the running backs and then look away. <laughs> Close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move over to the L.A. side of the ball. Denver is allowing the 30th most points to the quarterback, the 24th most points to the running back, the 25th most points to the wide receiver, and the 31st most points to the tight end. Oof. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, it, it's tough. I mean, Bur uh, Herbert got you there. So I think, uh, I mean, he's what, he's a top three QB, I think on the year now. So I think, I think he's number two. Is he number two? No, I know Allen's one probably in every format, but, uh, yeah, I know Herbert's top three. So I, th I, I mean, I, if I had him and I was playing in a final, which I'm not, and I don't, uh, <laughs> I would probably play him. Uh, but, uh, that's not bitter at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh man don't even get me started on this year <laughs> but uh, uh yeah I, I don't think i i mean you're starting you're starting the guys that you're always starting on this team i think uh keenan allen you're starting them i mean i don't know how you're not starting them in your if, if you're if you're still playing for something and uh <sighs> justin jackson looked great <laughs> like i don't even know what to do uh with the chargers now I mean, Eckler Don't start is Jared back. Cook. I know that. So. Don't start Jared Cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a really um, odd situation. But I think Eckler, if somehow you manage to survive, if you are fortunate enough to have Justin Jackson, he filled in great for Eckler. But Eckler's back. He's the number two running back on the year. He's been phenomenal. I don't see any reason that you don't roll him out. Uh, if he's healthy enough to suit up, which it appears he will be. Yeah. And obviously Mike Williams is out. So, I mean, there's, there's not much more to go there in LA. So, yeah, I mean, and I think honestly, Jackson actually might be a half decent play this week because maybe they limit Eckler. If you're absolutely desperate, because I mean, we talked about it earlier. The first week back from these guys coming off the COVID list, they seem to be extremely limited. So I think, like, you look at Tyree Kill last week, he had, what, two points? I, I mean, it could be the same thing for Hill. Like, there's there's multiple examples this year of that issue. So, 
I mean, Jackson, J- Justin Jackson might still be heavily involved in the game plan. So, if you're in the finals and rolling the dice, you want to lose with Eckler in your lineup. You yeah. don't want to lose with, you know, a glorified bench warmer who never sees the ball normally. I'm more speaking to the teams that don't have Eckler and might be desperate for a running back play. So, fair enough. All right, let's uh, let's move on to another fantastic matchup to talk about tonight: uh, Houston versus San Francisco. Um, looking at the Houston side of the ball, San Francisco is allowing the eighth most points to the quarterback, the seventeenth most points to the running back, the eleventh most points to the wide receiver, the twenty seventh most points to the tight end, and San Francisco is also allowing the fourth most rush yards to the QB. So Mills isn't the best rusher, but he can move when he needs to and he has been actually pretty reliable of late with this being a decent matchup he's not the worst person to pull off the waiver wire if you're in a a big league with kind of deep a lot of teams having two quarterbacks uh he's not the worst start in the world he's a pretty been pretty solid in that 15 to 20 range uh he's not going to win you the week but he probably won't catch you a five and lose you the week either. Um, outside of that, uh, as I touched on last week, Burkhead definitely seems to be the guy in Houston. I think he's a mediocre start against San Francisco. Um, Cooks, I think you're you're good to start in this one. And then I think you kind of forget about the rest. Yeah, I think if you're in a like a flex league, like we maybe got two flexes or something like that. I I, I think Burkhead's got a home there, yeah. and uh, he, he you know he seems to definitely be the guy they want to give the ball to. So I agree with everything you said there. Um, and yeah, I, I I'd start Burkhead as a as a flex, especially if you're in a like a double flex or something. Yeah, yeah I got, I have nothing to add. Um, all right, let's look at San Francisco. <laughs> Uh, Houston's allowing the 22nd most points to the quarterback, the fourth most points to the running back, the 16th most points to the wide receiver, the seventh most points to the tight end, and Houston is also allowing the most rush yards to the running back. So it sounds like Lance is in. I know a lot of people are clamoring to get him off the waiver wire. Uh, He seems to be hitting a lot of lists around that 12 range on the week. Uh, I wouldn't put him that high but i think his running upside does give you some reliability um let's not forget this guy was pretty terrible when he did get his chance to start and houston is actually pretty decent against the quarterback so while i think this is a game that uh i think he'll do well i don't think he'll be like, I, I could easily see Mills outscoring him in this game. Uh, and I see him kind of in that same 15 to 20 category. Uh, beyond that, I think uh, Mitchell's a fantastic start. Um, if you have him, um, Wilson's not the worst start in the world, uh, as I think San Francisco is going to be pretty run heavy and try not to put Lance in too many situations where he has to use his arm. Um, and then at, as far as the wide receiver goes, uh, Debo's an every week start. This one, I'm a little hesitant to roll out Ayukin, uh, just because 
it seems to be that Debo gets his looks. And then in games where there is enough um, passes to go around, I get some as well. Uh, so I don't think I would roll him in this one. And you're definitely starting Kittle if you have him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of agree with everything you said there. I think is it a Kyle Juszczyk game? Maybe <laughs> you I, never know with San Francisco. Yeah, I'm calling a Juszczyk touchdown this week for sure. Oh boy! Um, but uh, definitely something yeah. you want to rely on in fantasy football finals is Kyle Juszczyk touchdown. Yeah, fullback touchdown. Love a fullback. Yeah, if there's anyone who's gonna do it, it'll be him. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I, I don't. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just you don't want to rely on that in the finals. If you're not in the finals and you pull them off your waiver wire, uh, I think there's very few people who will bitch and complain about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you guys heard me say earlier, I'm not playing in any finals, so Kyle Juszczyk it is. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with it. Oh, uh, boy. Mitchell yeah, is no, questionable this week. He did have a limited uh, limited participation in practice this week. Uh, sorry, today. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, yeah so but it's a it, Wednesday practice, so the fact is, he's on the field yeah. for a Wednesday is big, yeah. Yeah, especially for him because he's he's honestly at times this year looked like he's made of glass. So I mean, this this is big for him. Um, I want to check the weather, see if there's a heavy breeze uh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I completely agree with you on all your points there. I I don't really have anything to add other than that. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of dump offs to to Debo and Ayuk personally and Kittle. Um, so. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes, but I, I think, yeah, Debo's probably going to catch six balls behind the line of scrimmage for five touchdowns. I think he might be I think he might be targeted six times. Whether he catches all of them with Trey Lance throwing him at him, who knows? It's who Debo, knows? man. He'll find, a way to, he'll find a way to take it 90 yards to the house. I just – I'm watching, watching Lance against Arizona. He missed a lot of targets high. Like, he yeah. looked – he looked like Cam Newton when Cam Newton first came into the league, how high he was missing his targets. So yeah. he's got those he's got those uneasy feet and he's not stepping into his throws. So yeah, it, that's the one thing that concerns me in regards to Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. So all right, let's uh let's move on to the next matchup, which is Arizona versus Dallas. Uh looking at the Arizona side of the ball, Dallas is on twenty seventh most points to the quarterback. The 28th most points to the running back, the 12th most points to the wide receiver, and the 12th most points to the tight end. I mean, Dallas's defense has been something else. Yeah. Uh, just a point machine. Um, they forced me to lose a matchup last week because they had like 30 points as a defense. Um, but um, I, I, you know what? I mean, Kyler's Kyler hasn't looked like the Kyler that we thought he was. Um, but uh, I, I'm starting Kyler if I if I if I've made it this far and uh, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm rolling Kyler out. Um, I don't think there's a better option on your wire. So uh, even though it's a tough matchup and Dallas has been just destroying quarterbacks, I think, uh, I think I'm still starting Kyler. Uh, the running back situation is kind of questionable. I don't know there. We still don't know. I know Connor didn't practice today, but Edmonds was limited. So Edmonds and Edmonds looked like a world beater. And I think he is a world beater. So I think, uh, I think he's really, really good. And uh, I would probably flex him um, if uh, if I had a chance. And I don't know. We'll see what happens with Connor this week. But I think it'll be a pretty big split if uh, if he does play. Um, but if it's just Edmonds and Connor's out, I, I, I even in a bad tough matchup, I think uh, I'd still play Edmonds over a 
probably 85% of the running backs in the league, maybe even 90 this week. Um, and then wide receiver is a bit of a, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably avoiding uh, Kirk or Green or, or anybody there. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think I'm playing Ertz either. I mean, he's a he's an okay play. It's the Dallas is a little bit weaker against tight ends, but I'm probably staying away from Ertz this week. I'm trying to find a better option, but if you don't have a better option, he's mediocre start. Yeah, I, th- I think the one thing to note with Dallas's defense, because the last three weeks they've been, their numbers have been insane, but the yeah. last three weeks they have played Washington, the Giants, and Washington. <laughs> so while I think their defense is very good, um, I think we need to pull back the hype train that they seem to be on right now where everyone thinks they're going to score 20 points a game. I don't think they're going to do it against Arizona. I think Arizona will move the ball all right. Uh, you'd said it, Kyler, you're probably starting him. He should be fine. He won't be great, but he should be fine. I think the running back situation is one, though, where Dallas is – forget the last three weeks. Dallas is still very good against the run. Yeah. And I think there's a very good chance that – Edmonds and Connor both play, and I think they combine for less than 20 points or around 20 points. And I think whichever one has more in that situation, they're still probably not winning you anything. Yeah, I think I definitely think if Connor doesn't play, I think Edmonds is 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 a very good play, but it definitely gets murky if they both play. Yeah. Even though they're, even though they're both highly ranked running backs, it's. Uh... Stuff matchup, and I just want to make a note too that Graham was kind of shitting on Dallas lately, or for how great they've been lately. But they've also had really good games against the Bucks and the Eagles this year, and some other teams. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're, defense, they're, they're the number one defense in football. But yeah, they've had some super inflated numbers. I think that had a huge game against Atlanta too. Yeah, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of people a lot for who the number one defense is in fantasy football. Like it's been, it's been Tampa, it's been Dallas, it's been Arizona. It's it, like there's so many different different times throughout the year where it's been somebody else on top. Like it's it's been absolutely insane. There's actually been quite a few really good defenses this year, and they just seem to go up. And then like I mean, not necessarily all of them, but Arizona. I was so stoked on Arizona's defense, and then they've just fallen off. Bad. That's so. a good way to lead into the next one. Yeah, well, I also I want to add I, I like Christian Kirk this week. That's I'm just saying that. Um, okay, looking at the Dallas side of the ball, <laughs> Arizona is the uh, the 29th. Uh, sorry, allowing the 29th most points to the quarterback, the 27th most points to the running back, the seventh most points to the wide receiver, and the 32nd most points to the tight end. Ugh, this is a tough one for me. Uh, Dak kind of killed me this year in my super flex. Uh, I took him late in the second round. Because uh, all the quarterbacks were going off, and I had pretty high hopes, and I had Cousins as my second quarterback, and then later in the year I traded him away and ended up with Garoppolo, and I think most weeks Dak got outscored by those guys, <laughs> and uh, so it's frustrating. I know he was great last week, but um, it's a tough play to to if you're in the finals and you got Dak to throw him out there against a, a tough matchup. Um, emotionally, uh, I'm against playing Dak this week. Because uh, I feel like he scarred me this year, but uh, it's an—he's a hard sit because I think these are two great defenses, but I still think there's going to be points uh, for the offenses. So um, 
yeah, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's not a better option on the wire, I'm sure. But uh, if you've got, you know, somehow you got him and Stafford, maybe I'd consider Stafford against Baltimore over him. Um, I'm 100% yeah, playing Stafford over Dak this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though he's a top 10 quarterback, I think uh, if you've got a better option, you could go there. But, I mean, he's going to be better than it. I'd still play him over most of the waiver wire, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, like you're not going to play Trey Lance over him. No. Um, so, or Taysom Hill or whatever. So I, I think he's still going to be in your lineup. Um, Zeke's probably going to be in your lineup. I'm not touching Tony Pollard. Uh, and uh, yeah, tough with the wide receivers. I mean, Cooper smashed some weeks. Glam smashed. Well, done well most weeks. Gallup's been okay most weeks. Dalton Schultz was great again last week. So um tough call i mean arizona is great against a tight end but dalton schultz has been so consistent that i don't know how you said him um in the last few weeks anyways he was really consistent then not consistent and now he's been consistent again for a couple weeks so um i still think he's a better option than the waiver wire probably has and uh i'd start cooper and lamb but i definitely wouldn't start gallup yeah I'd, i'd agree with you on on pretty much everything um you know Lamb and and Cooper, you're not excited to be starting those guys, but there's not a lot of better options with uh, the upside that both of them carry in a decent matchup. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I really don't have anything to add to any of that. I I mean, you guys pretty much covered all of it there. Um, I the one the one thing I will say. I'm not I wouldn't be certain Dalton Schultz this week. No. Um Simmons is a different kind of animal. And he has been like he is a beast. He has been shutting who, who down the start, tight end. Who are you starting over Dalton Schultz? Who am I starting over Dalton Schultz? Well, why yeah. don't you wait and find out and start and sit? Well, I know yeah, I know who's gonna be there. <laughs> I, I, t- I touched I touched on a couple of them earlier. Yeah, you uh, did. better better options on the waiver wire. All right, let's. So. If let's, you showed up on time, you would you'd know them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know I'm gonna okay. have to, wa- have to watch this to back. I'm gonna have to watch this back because I can't think of anybody in the wire. Maybe he, Uzama. He doesn't need to know. He's not in any finals anyway, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> consolation finals, buddy. Consolation finals. If you have to put something before finals, that means it's not really. It's not real. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into the next matchup here, which is Detroit versus Seattle. Looking at the Detroit side of the ball, uh, Seattle's allowing the 19th most points to the quarterback, the fifth most points to the running back, the 26th most points to the wide receiver, the fifth most points to the tight end. Uh, Seattle's also allowing the second most pass yards and the most receiving yards to the running back. Uh, it has been hinted that DeAndre Swift could be back this week. If he is back, because it was an injury and not COVID, in my opinion, I think he is an absolutely fantastic start this week against Seattle. Uh, Goff is still questionable. He is He's expected to play. He's considered day-to-day. Um, so I think that definitely benefits um, Amon Ross St. Brown, in my opinion. Even though he had a great week last week, I still think He's, I think he's separated himself from the rest of the wide receivers on that team. Um, he got you there because of what he did last week. So I think you probably roll him out again this week. 
And um, yeah, I, I think other than uh, St. Brown and, uh, and Swift, that's probably all I'm touching on, on Detroit. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think it'll come down to what Swift looks like in practice, um, whether he, he's a questionable right up until the matchup or not. Because um, let's let's face it, Detroit isn't going to, you know. By the way, he roll out. practice today. Yeah, I know. Um, I just saw it, that. It, Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I know. And I, I think he is going to play, and I think he's going to be pretty healthy coming into this one. He was a very questionable miss last week. So I think he's a good start, but I think you just want to keep an eye on uh, how much he's how much he's practicing, if they're taking days off. If they remove that Q tag on uh, Saturday, I think you roll him out with confidence. Yeah, I think uh, if he sits, do you play Jamal Williams? If for some reason Swift doesn't play, I mean, it's, it looks like he's going to. But what about my boy Craig? No, Craig was the Craig was more the third down guy. I think Williams I know had he was. Of, I just yeah. you, if you had been here the last couple of weeks, you would have found out that Craig is my boy. <laughs> Oof, you need a new boy. <laughs> I started. I I started while you were gone, go, Zach. Go I started back, making. Go back to Ozama. Yeah. <laughs> I started making a sneaky start team every every week. I had a sneaky start team, so for each position. But anyways, um, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I guess we'll probably just move on to the other side of the ball here, unless any you guys got anything to add to Detroit. Absolutely not. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> no. All right. So looking at Seattle, Detroit is allowing the twentieth most points to the quarterback, the third most points to the running back, the twenty-second most points to the wide receiver, the tenth most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the fourth most tight end receiving yards. This would probably be one of those scenarios where you're starting somebody over Dalton Schultz. I would honestly play Gerald Everett over Dalton Schultz just before we get into the rest of the positions. But um, I personally think that Russell Wilson did kind of show that he was getting a little bit better last week from the finger injury. So if you are in a two QB league or a super flex, I think he's a really good start this week. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, Rashad Penny. Absolutely love the way he's looked the last couple weeks. Think he is a great start this week. Um, probably going to be one of those guys that's looked back as a league winner after this season. Um, probably a guy that you want to hold on to if you're in a keeper in a dynasty league because I think they're probably going to move on from Chris Carson because Penny's looked healthy and good. Um, and then, I mean, you're, you're throwing out Lockett and Metcalf because – you paid a high price for them, but I, and maybe it's just because Metcalf is so big and physical, but he just always, always feels like the safer play out of the two of them. Even though the chemistry with Lockett and Wilson is like storied. I know. Yeah. Even though the chemistry is there, he just, for some stupid reason that makes absolutely no sense, he feels like the safer play. And it keeps coming – like, I keep going back to the fact that Russell Wilson is still trying to get over this finger injury. And his accuracy hasn't been there. And it's much easier to hit a guy as big as DK Metcalf than it is Tyler Lockett. But week after week, apparently I'm wrong. So you're, It sounds like you're sizest, Liam. Uh, apparently. I think Judging I Lockett for his small stature. I, I, I think if anyone's looking at the two and wondering who's the more talented receiver, who's 
you know, the the guy who would be getting all the targets on any other team, it's obviously DK. Uh, there's no other team where Lockett would even be relevant compared to DK. But in Seattle, where Wilson loves to throw the ball to Lockett as a safety blanket, and in a game where you're playing against a decent defense against a wide receiver, I think Lockett is another safer bet. Yeah, Russell Wilson's, uh, uh, well, as a Seattle fan, he has a long history of preferring to throw the ball to really tiny wide receivers. So, yeah. that's, Back to uh, Doug Baldwin. I was thinking about him today. Yeah. Doug Baldwin, Golden Tate. <laughs> yeah, he loves the little guys. So, because he's a little guy, so yeah. he likes to uh, likes to give them a job. All right. Well, does anybody have anything to add to Seattle? Are we good to move on to the next matchup? Good to go. Let's go. All right. So going on to L.A. Rams versus the Baltimore Ravens, looking at the Rams side of the ball. Baltimore is allowing the second most points to the quarterback, the 20th most points to the running back, the fourth most points to the wide receiver, the sixth most points to the tight end, and Baltimore is also allowing the third most receiving yards to wide receivers. Yeah, so this one, um, you said it earlier, Stafford. You're you're rolling him out if you got him. Uh, he's a pretty safe uh, safe bet to to put up good points. Um, I think Michelle is 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 a very good start in this one. Even though Baltimore is not the greatest matchup against the running back, uh, they have been abused a little bit uh, by better runners and. Over the last two weeks, Michelle is second only to JT in rushing yards. So I think you're running him. I think you're rolling with him. He probably got you here. Uh, gave you great results last week. Uh, you're obviously playing cup. You don't need me to tell you that. And I think Higby's a, a decent start in this one as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't have a, a lot to add there. It pains me because I've always thought Sony Michelle is terrible and uh, <laughs> honestly watching him run still I don't think he looks that good but I know he's uh he's putting up numbers and he's running well so it's uh he, I I still think yeah even in a tougher matchup you're 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 starting you got to start him he's he's kind of like that Rashad Penny thing where he could be a he's looking like he's got that league winner territory and uh yeah and uh start Tyler Higby this is his one week go win a title with him <laughs> I'm gonna save my he's thoughts. Probably on Tyler gonna Higby. He's probably gonna disappoint you though, so <laughs> be I'm ready save, for that. Temper expectations. I'm gonna save my thoughts on Tyler Higby till later. Um, yeah, I so the wide receivers. Don't start Van Jefferson in your finals. Sorry, I, I got to put that in there because I saw I saw a few people in my leagues lose oh. their uh, their semis for starting Van Jefferson. On that note, start Van Jefferson in your finals because oh. <laughs> I honestly think you can start three wide receivers for the Ravens this week, for the Rams against the Ravens this week. Uh, I, I think if you're starting Odell or Jefferson, I think you got to be assuming one of them's going to disappoint you. Yeah. And you're just rolling the dice on which one it is. I don't think the ceiling on either of them is higher than about 15 points. Full PPR. Uh, and yeah, their floors are real low. So yeah. those those are not starts you want to do, but starts you may have to if you're pressed. 
All right, let's uh, and yeah, Stafford's a great start, and Sony Michelle. I know everybody's like, oh, Cam Akers is back, but they are going to, if 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 he plays this week, they're going to ease him in. He's going to get like five carries, and that's about it. Um, if that. All right, let's move over to the Baltimore side of the ball. The Rams are allowing the 26th most points to the quarterback, the 19th most points to the running back, the 20th most points to the wide receiver, and the 21st most points to the tight end. Yeah, so when it comes to Baltimore, uh, you kind of got a big question mark at quarterback right now. Uh, Good money is on Lamar or Huntley. Uh, I think Huntley should be fine to go. He was COVID uh, pretty early last week, so I don't see any reason that he won't be activated this week and good to go. I have heard... A lot of mixed things on Lamar, some things that sound really bad and some things that sound really promising. So I think if you've got Huntley on the waiver wire, go ahead and pick him up, especially if you have Lamar. He was fantastic, uh, at, you know, replacing him in the one game he had. And I think there's a very solid chance that he at least puts up decent numbers in this one in a game where they're going to have to make big plays to keep up with the Rams. Uh, I wouldn't start a running back. And I think you can roll out Brown just because it's Hollywood. Um, but I don't know that I'm, I'm real excited about Brown or Bateman. I think Bateman's had a few more targets of late than Brown. And uh, Brown hasn't... He hasn't been doing a lot of the breakaway speed stuff that he was earlier in the season. So I think if I have both of them, I might start Bateman over Brown. And of yeah, course, I'd be, Andrews. I'd be Andrews. a little bit squeamish going with either of them this week, I think. But I yeah. get, yeah. I think and Hollywood's Andrews should be a monster. Yeah. I think yeah. Hollywood's probably going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey this week. So I think Bateman yeah, might be a safer play. Yeah. That was yeah. my thought, yeah. Yeah. So... All right, does anybody else have anything to add? Because I, I, personally, I think Graham covered most of it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good on Baltimore. All right. Although, uh, one, oh, sorry, one thing I will say is I, yeah. I know there's lots of videos floating around and stuff, but I saw one of Lamar Jackson. I saw that um, same one. I know exactly yeah, what you're I'm sure talking about. Yeah, I'm sure everybody saw that one where he did not look good. <laughs> he, couldn't even, he couldn't even jog. No, There he was couldn't. a noticeable limp while he was walking, and then he did that. He did the, you know, when players are like, I'm not hurt, like little jog off the like off the field. He was doing that, trying to get to the next line of scrimmage in practice. And it, it was not, it did not look good. No, I don't, I, I, I don't see him starting this week. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to Minnesota versus Green Bay. Looking at the Minnesota side of the ball, Green Bay is allowing the ninth most points to the quarterback, the 21st most points to the running back, the 18th most points to the wide receiver the 15th most points to the tight end, and Green Bay is also allowing the most QB rush yards. Yeah, on paper, I wanted to put Captain Kirk as my uh, my start start of the week at quarterback, and then I remembered it's a Sunday night game, and uh, Kirk doesn't like the bright lights. No, so I'm I, uh, Kirk sucks. No, Cousins is one of known to be one of the worst uh primetime quarterbacks in history <laughs> even though he's been he's having a good year he's he slowed down a lot yeah and uh from what he was doing early in the year so chances are if you're in a final you're probably not relying on him as your qb1 but i still think in a super flex if he's your qb2 
I think it's a better option than a lot of guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be starting him unless you have to. Um, Dalvin Cook looks like he's uh, – they're saying he's going to be good to go. So, uh, at least that's the last thing I saw. So Yeah, he was I taken think, off uh, the COVID list. Yeah, he was off today. Yeah, so I think obvi- obviously you're firing him up if he's ready to go, regardless of he's matchup proof. Um, the one thing I will say on Cook just before we get any deeper is <laughs> – so they removed him from the COVID list, and then he was limited at practice with an illness. Did they say illness? Yes, illness. Oh, I thought it said ankle. No, you're nope, right. It did illness. say illness. Oh, God. That is terrifying. Yeah. Well, yeah. the NFL just keeps shortening the, the length of time you need to be out. So maybe they're, they're yeah, just Yeah, but that's if you're not showing symptoms. If you're showing symptoms, and if you're, like, honestly, if you're showing an illness, you could be subject to a test. Yeah. What if he tests yeah, positive no, for COVID again? Oh, or still? Man. Yeah. It's uh if he does, then start Alex Madison. Because <laughs> uh Madison's great. Um uh KJ Osborne, obviously you saw Adam Thielen got the ankle surgeries out for at least the well, he's out for the fantasy playoffs. We know that. So um KJ Osborne eh, maybe a, a desperation flex, maybe even slightly better than that, but um, he's going to look to Jefferson, you know, probably somewhere in the 10 to 18 range for targets. And, uh, and I think if cook plays, he's going to see a lot of targets. I'm not playing Conklin. Um, and green Bay allowing the most quarterback rush yards, um, does nothing for Kirk cousins. So, <laughs> so right. as far, as far as Kirk cousins goes, um, I know he's not the best, uh, kind of on the big stage. But Cousins has been very different depending on whether or not Cook's in the game. Cook hasn't been around recently, and you've seen Cousins drop off. Same thing happened last year, year before. Cousins plays better when Cook's there. Cook takes a lot of focus away, and Cousins is able to make a lot more plays. Their offense just runs better. I think if Cook plays, I think Cousins is still a good start. If Cook doesn't, I remove that recommendation, and I wouldn't put Cousins in. Uh, but I think if Cook's there, I think it even makes Osborne a little better start, personally. You start Cousins over Dak? <sighs> I don't know. I flip, I, fl- I flip a coin, and I close my eyes, and I just hate my life. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw a spray for fifteen points. Yeah, yeah. I saw a stat. I saw a stat on. There. Um, there was a stat on Kirk Cousins' prime time. I, I can't find it right now. I was actually just trying to quickly find it, but there was a stat on his prime time numbers, and um, Andy Dalton was worse, obviously, as as anybody who's watched football in the last ten years knows. Uh, but uh, but Kirk Cousins' numbers were just horrific. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I, he's having one of his better years, but still, I I don't know. Kirk put up like 25 against Green Bay the last time they played. Yeah. And that was a game where Cook played. Uh, Green Bay's not a great defense, um, especially against the QB. And I think I think if Cook's in the game, I think Kirk is is has a very safe floor. Yeah, I agree with the floor. Uh, the one thing I will mention, and it was a couple weeks ago, uh, Jair Alexander was supposed to be back. And he wasn't. Yeah. But now he's confirmed as being back. And 
He is a very good corner. Yeah. It's not a great matchup for the wide receiver, and he's probably because him and Rasul Douglas um, both actually are very good corners. And I think if Douglas is on Osborne and Jair is on Jefferson, I think you do really need to temper your expectations to the wide receiver because they've been they've been half decent against the wide receiver this year in Green Bay, and I think it's only going to get a bump with Alexander coming back. So. I think they're going to have to throw though to keep up with Green Bay. Yeah, and I, I I'm not saying I'm not saying sit either one of them. I'm saying you're going to have to temper your expectations, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the Green Bay side of the ball. Minnesota is allowing the seventh most points to the quarterback, the tenth most points to the running back, the most points to the wide receiver, the twenty-third most points to the tight end. Minnesota is also allowing the fifth most pass yards and the second most receiving yards to the wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't even know if we need to say his name. Um, yeah, I mean, the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon splits a bit of an interesting one. Um, both are good touchdown guys. Um, I, I, I'd start Aaron Jones if I had him, and I was playing him in an important matchup. Um Devontae Adams is an absolute smash play there. Uh, I mean, I, I was I was go I was having this argument the other day for next next season who's the number one overall wide receiver in full PPR next year. Do you Cooper take Cup. Cup or do you take Adams? Cooper you take Cup. Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think I think it's a really really tough call. I mean, and it, obviously obviously if Rogers leaves, then it's a no brainer. It's Cup by a mile. But yeah. Rogers might just retire too. Yeah, that yeah could he happen. did say Either that way, that could come into the conversation in the offseason. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's about probably all I really have to say there. I mean, it should be a, an awesome matchup for for um, for Adams, and I I wouldn't touch the other guys in the wide receiver core there, even though it's a good a great matchup. But that might just be me. Um, one thing I will note, I like I I agree with everything you guys said. It's from a statistic standpoint, everything is right on the money but it's supposed to be minus 17 and yeah snowing. i saw that in green bay on sunday so that sounds Yale like Bay. that sounds like an aj dylan day doesn't it it definitely sounds like an aj yeah. dylan which is exactly what i was gonna bring up it sounds like an aj dylan game they're gonna put those big one and a half inch studs on the bottom of his boots of whatever he's wearing that night and they're just going to run the ball. And that might really, really limit the fantasy potential for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's going to limit the fantasy potential for Devontae Adams because he's going to be involved no matter what. But I think it might limit the potential for Aaron Rodgers. So one thing I want to throw out there is uh, Alan Lazard has been utilized around 80-plus percent uh over the last three games uh mvs hasn't averaged over 80 percent in like five or six weeks um i think lazard is kind of that number two guy right now and he does play decent in colder weather uh the kind of route yeah, yeah. He's, he's like he's he might be the best blocking wide receiver in football He's he's, he's great, especially especially in those uh, close ups. You know, he's 
going to be on the field in the red zone pretty much universally. Uh, and I think he's got a lot of upside uh, if you're looking for a waiver wire guy to pick up and go start. Absolutely. I would absolutely start him over MVS or Osborne. Apparently we're uh, – you'd start him over Osborne? Apparently we're um... – we're in the minority there. He's being started in 1.5% of leagues. Lazard or <laughs> Osborne? Week. Lazard. Yeah. I think Osborne was like 6%. Yeah, you know, I, I say that it, it's going to be a tough game in the cold, but, like, it's freaking Green Bay. This is a home game for them. Half the season is freezing for them. So, I mean, yeah. they should be well, used to it. It's Green Bay and Minnesota. These, yeah. guys, these guys shouldn't be yeah. unfamiliar with cold weather. True. All right, well, uh, let's move on to the last matchup of the night before we get in the start sit here. Um, Cleveland against Pittsburgh. This is the Monday Nighter. Looking at Cleveland first, Pittsburgh's line the 14th most points to the quarterback, the 6th most points to the running back, the 9th most points to the wide receiver, the 26th most points to the tight end, and Pittsburgh's also allowing the 2nd most running back rush yards. Um, not starting Baker Mayfield. You can't make me. Don't, don't even ask. Um, if you have Nick Chubb, congratulations. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, sneaky start this week, in my opinion. And that's about it on the Cleveland side for me. Yeah, I, I think I, I, the only the only kind of question mark for me is Hunt. Um, I think he's, he's coming back. He's still got a Q tag. He hasn't really been practicing. Uh, I think there's a good chance he plays. Uh, but if you've been kind of stashing him and holding on to him, waiting for his kind of moment when he comes back and is the hunt of old, I don't think they're going to rush him into the lineup hard in this one. And uh, I could see him, you know, getting you five or six points, but I don't think he's going to be that uh, high touchdown upside guy that he has been in the past. Yeah, fully agree. I'm just reading one piece of news here um, on Donovan Peoples-Jones, and it was Stefanski saying that uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones could be losing snaps to Anthony Schwartz. Well, I saw that too, actually, yeah. I, I wasn't going to disagree with you, but I wouldn't start a Cleveland wide receiver personally. Uh, Landry, I think, has mediocre chance, as he does every week, but he could get you zero and he could get you 15. I wouldn't play him. I think I think I Peoples Jones probably has with, the highest upside out of any wide receiver in Cleveland. I don't think you want to lose with a Cleveland wide receiver in your lineup. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean you want to win with a Cleveland wide receiver in your lineup, right? You want to win regardless, but if you <laughs> lose and you have to look at the three points that Landry or Peoples Jones got you and go, damn, that was a bad start. Like Everyone knows Mayfield sucks. He's been awful. Uh, he's playing hurt, and he wasn't that great before he was hurt. You don't want someone he's throwing the ball to to be someone you're relying on. And I think they'll probably limit the amount of times he throws this week, but it, it, he threw four interceptions last week. So, All right. Anybody got anything else to add to Cleveland, or are we good to move on yep. to Pittsburgh? On to Pittsburgh. All yeah. right, looking at the Pittsburgh side of the ball, Cleveland's allowing the 17th most points to the quarterback, 
23rd most points to the running back, 19th most points to the wide receiver, and 11th most points to the tight end. Uh, you're not looking at Big Ben ever. Um, Najee, you paid for him. You're going to start him. But honestly, this is not a great week for him. Cleveland's defense is pretty good. And I think you're, you really have to temper expectations on him. Um, it's not a great matchup to the wide receiver, but I'm still pretty comfortable starting Deontay Johnson. I know uh, he hasn't been super consistent the last few weeks. Um, just pulling up his stats here. Uh, he did. Uh, he had nine targets, <laughs> only six receptions for 51 yards last week. So it's not great, but he didn't kill your week. He still had a touchdown. So I think he's still the most utilized wide receiver in Pittsburgh. You can be comfortable starting him. And then Fryermuth, I know that he he did have a concussion, so he has a questionable he has a questionable tag. If he's in. This is also another one of those tight ends that I would look at starting over Dalton Schultz. Isn't it his second concussion of the year? Yeah. That's a, that's a bad rookie season. Bad I rookie mean, season, but he's still, like, what, almost better than Kyle Pitts? Oh, yeah, no, it's been, a, sorry, it's been a great rookie season, but uh, starting your career with two, with two, two concussions, concussions yeah. in your first season is a really bad sign. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a dynasty league, I'd be concerned. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> If That's you're in a right. dynasty league and you're holding on to Fryermuth, you must have a lot of spots that you get to keep. Not necessarily. Well, yeah. Dynasty's like, oh, yeah, anyways. Um, I don't think he's a bad dynasty tight end to have, but uh, I, I agree with the Deontay Johnson. Such a good floor. Like, one of the best floors going right now. I think he's number seven on the year. Like, you, you yeah. start him unless it's absolutely horrific matchup, and this certainly yeah. isn't it. He has so he did have a he did have a zero once this year, but he hasn't scored less than seven point four throughout the rest of the year, um, yeah. in half point PPR. So honestly, like he's he's a really good play. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, I uh, that wraps it up for matchups. Uh, made pretty good time on getting through all of the matchups for the week in a full slate of games. Uh, let's move on to start and sit. So I will, uh, I'll start off here with the uh, with my QB start of the week. I uh, once again went with Joe Burrow. Served me real well last week. Um, it's going to be a shootout. I think he's going to he's going to have a couple touchdowns, a couple deep bombs to uh, to Higgins and Chase. Like I said, so I think he'll be a really good start this week. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a. Uh... A no-brainer one. Um, Burrow is not really on waiver lists anymore. He's been very good in the back half of the season, and he wasn't bad in the front half either. But, uh, yeah, I think you're definitely starting a, a, a bona fide top, you know, six or seven start this week for sure. All right, and who wants to go next for quarterback starts? I'll go. Uh, so I went with Kirk Cousins for all the reasons that we mentioned. Um, this is one with an asterisk because it is assuming that Cook plays. If Cook doesn't, uh, don't roll out Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I already said I, I'm hesitant on Cousins because of the Sunday nighter and and that. But um, he, he, like we said, he's still got a good floor. But yeah, better if uh, Cook plays. 
Uh, I went with uh, with Russell Wilson. Uh, Ian, Liam mentioned that he's um, he's looked a little bit better. He's looking a little more like his old self, and uh, it's a good matchup against Detroit. And um, yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's going to put up a good. I'm not telling you he's going to be a top five, but I think he'll be in the top uh, back end of the top ten. So good start this week. Um, All right. Yeah, lead away with your uh, sit this week there, Zach. Yeah, my sit is uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, tough, tough matchup this week. And, uh, I mean, he's got uh, he's got A.J. Brown out there now. And uh, they've looked uh, good together. But uh, I don't uh, I don't think it's uh, going to happen for him. Just a bad matchup. And and uh, I think he's going to struggle. So for, for my sit, I went with Derek Carr. Uh, for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, when I was dumping all over him, uh, I think it's a terrible, uh, terrible choice to start him this week. Do we even need to talk about Derek Carr anymore? I think he's fully fallen off the radar now. I think he was like my Tyler Higby, where I just listed him as my sit for every week. He's just, I yeah. think he's consistently been one of our sits every week. So he's putting up like eight or nine points every week for a while. I feel like, but they're yeah. not. Well, scoring, I got they're not scoring over I, twenty points in a week. So like, yeah, it's just yeah. I. I got one here where he's rostered in 50% and started in 18%. So people are still rolling him out, and I'm telling them they shouldn't. Those are the people <laughs> that are no longer in the playoffs. Yeah, 18% <laughs> start for – that's gross. <laughs> um, yeah. My quarterback sit this week, it low-hanging fruit, it's Matt Ryan. He's going in a really tough matchup against Buffalo, so I don't don't put Matt Ryan out this week. Um, I'll go right into our running back starts of the week. I started Rashad Penny. Like I said, when I talked about it in the matchups, he's looked really good. It's a good matchup. The, like Detroit's bleeding points to the running back. So, I mean, he's an absolutely fantastic start this week. Yeah, I went with uh, Sony Michelle. As I mentioned, he's number two in yardage over the last two weeks uh, running back. And... I think uh, despite it not being an excellent matchup, uh, I think he's going to have a really good day. That's funny. This this category highlights the, um, the all, all these de facto number one guys. Uh, my my start of the week is Boston Scott, who I think the good matchup volumes should be there. Um, he looks like the guy. And um, with Sanders out, I think uh, Scott's going to have a good game. Those are all handcuffed running backs that just happen to be valuable now. <laughs> I prefer to yeah. refer to them as league winners. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I'll go um, I'm sitting actually a pretty good and um, high-ranked running back. I said Michael Carter. Uh, like, the volume is going to be there, but I, I just I, – I mean, the volume will probably be there to get you, like, a, a very modest line, but I don't think uh, in that matchup he's going to do much. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I went with kind of a similar – uh, level guy, uh, Dare. Uh, I won't try and say his last Agun name. Bawale. Running back. Uh, yeah. The running back for for Jacksonville. He's, uh, I, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that there's not really anyone behind him. He's going to get most of the load. He's been kind of a waiver darling this week with everyone snapping him up. Uh, he was only good against the Jets last week. And New England is not the Jets. Uh, I think he's got some potential receiver upside. If he gets you any points, it's going to probably be in that area. But I wouldn't rely on him too heavily in this one unless you have to. 
I 100% agree. And I went with Deontay Foreman. Um, he has been that guy that saved a lot of people's teams this year uh, just after Henry got hurt. Um, but this is not a good matchup. The Dolphins' defense seems to be flying now. I'm not starting him this week. Uh, that leads into my wide receiver start of the week, which is Jalen Waddell. The Titans uh, give up a lot of points to the wide receiver. So, and Jalen Waddell seems to be a target monster. So I think that he is a absolutely fantastic start this week. You're just rolling with the soft starts, eh? Hey, you know what, you guys? You're <laughs> giving me hard, you're giving me hard times for soft starts, but these guys are only getting into these positions, like in the top 10, top 10 quarterback and like top 24 wide receivers after big plays. Like you do, big you do realize Jalen Waddle's like he's a fringe wide receiver one. I think he's the wide receiver thirteen on the year. <laughs> I, I think I think he is a wide receiver one. I think he's eleven or twelve. But let uh, me let anyways. me see what Waddle is. I, no no no. We're gonna see what Waddle is because we're talking about Waddle. At, at worst, he's thirteen, and he's missed a, a game or two. So didn't he? <laughs> Jalen Waddle yeah. is twenty-two in standard, eleventh. In, P- in PPR standard standard is not uh, something that anybody looks at so <laughs> if you're playing standard leagues please change yeah you need to get out of standard leagues standard leagues yeah, suck. he's 13th in, in half what is he in full in full he's 11th I'm pretty sure yeah so anyways either way we're, we're, shit, we're shitting on you yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I like, anyway, I like I how w- like I I get crapped on for taking a guy outside of the top 10 yet you guys I'm fairly certain I remember several times this year where you guys have taken guys inside the top five as your starts of the week. And I said, nothing. Yes. Yes. Graham and I made fun of you for like three of your starts one week because they're all like top, top eight guys. Yeah. We, we shit on them for those and we're shitting on you for these. Mine's less than your guys's. I, it, it, it's, it's, it's real soft and you got to get called out on soft. You're lying. I don't have any of those situations, so. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I, I, I think, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, mine is Alan Lazard for all the me- things that I mentioned earlier. Uh, to be clear, I don't think he's a wide receiver one this week by any measure, but I think he's in the back end of the wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three area that still makes him playable. We certainly can't shit on Graham for that one because he uh... – that's He's deep. picking a guy who started in 1.5% of leagues, so. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty bold. The difference between Waddle and Lazard, I don't think I have to tell you. <laughs> pretty big. Uh, I, you know what? If if I uh, if I win my leagues this year, I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself a signed Jalen Waddle jersey. Is what I'm gonna do. Nice call. There you go. I, like I gotta yeah. get a, I gotta yeah, get well, a signed Jalen Waddle jersey, and I gotta get a signed Taylor Heineke jersey. You okay? Gross. Yeah. Well, I did say that to Graham. I said if I won our league, I was getting a signed Taylor Heineke jersey. All right. Uh, My start of the week is uh, a guy who's had a pretty up and down season, um, had some boom weeks. Uh, I went with uh, Darnell Mooney. Um, It's a decent matchup. And uh, if Fields is back, um, I think uh, think Mooney will do enough to – I mean, he's one of those guys who gets enough volume and can also take anything to the house. So I'm – I think he's got a good shot to have a good week. I picked I him think up especially in, in, oh, sorry, in full ahead. PPR, especially great uh, start. Yeah, I picked him up in my other league to start this week. In the he's finals. on the wa- waiver wire. Yeah, somebody dropped him. I could not believe it. 
Wow. Okay. This is, this um, is in a ten-team money league, and I was like, and I was like, I, I was like, I need a wide receiver. I've got Ayuk. <laughs> Bless you. I was like, I've got Ayuk, and I don't even remember. I think it was Ayuk and Tyler Boyd and Cooper oh, Cup. Oh. And obviously, I'm putting Kyle, I'm putting Cup in. But I was like, man, is there something better out there than Ayuk this week? And I looked, and I'm like, Darnell Mooney. Oh boy. Mooney's yeah, a better start, absolutely, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with both of you on that one. Um, my sit for the week is Russell Gage. Obviously, uh, you know, he's been kind of a back end of the year uh, stud, but uh, he's also put up zeros two straight weeks when I started him this year. Um, so I kind of hate him. Uh, but also, I uh, he's got a bad matchup this week, and uh, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be ugly. Yeah, I think that's just a, a good one. Uh, I put Michael Pittman. Um, he's uh, he's very much conditional on whether Wentz plays. I think if Wentz plays, Pittman should give you a safe enough floor to still be viable. I don't think his ceiling is high this week, regardless. And I think if Wentz doesn't play, which he probably won't, uh, he's just a bad one to to roll out with any kind of confidence. All right, and I went with Terry McLaurin. It is an awful matchup. It is. <laughs> I don't even know who's throwing him the ball, and it seems like the best quarterback that they have there sucks to throw him the ball to, anyways. So. I think McLaurin is honestly, he, you had high hopes for him this year, but he's really disappointed you. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, and my tight end start of the uh, start of the week, which is a little surprising because I did say this guy was going to be my sit at tight end for the rest of the year, but I am giving you another chance, Tyler Higby. I'm giving you another chance. And this is the last chance I'm giving you. Please, please. Last, last chance in the last episode. Uh, if, I think if, if he, history tells us anything, he'll disappoint you and he'll if, swear. If he disappoints many, many me times. this week, I will never say his name again on a on a on a show. I will never say his name again. Not even on a sit column? No. Just friends off. I'll call him Voldemort right. from now on. <laughs> he who must not be named. Uh yeah. all right. Uh my start is Fryermuth. Obviously, this is a bit conditional because he's got a Q tag, but uh I, I think he's going to go, and I think he's got a good matchup against Cleveland, and uh, I think he's going to probably get a decent amount of work. Yeah, I uh, I went with um, one of the guys that we were talking about earlier as a as a as a flyer option. I went with Gerald Everett. He's had some good weeks, and then bad, and then really bad weeks, and then good weeks again. So I uh, should be should be a good week. I mean, great matchup with Detroit this week, and I had. I had Wilson as my um, my start of the week. So I think definitely in DFS lineups too, Gerald Everett usually costs you nothing. He could be a really, really good play this week. Absolutely. Um, my sit of the week is Mike Kosicki. It's another emotional pick because I, I traded uh, Graham actually in our league money for the guy. And he's uh, he's literally been comp- almost useless ever since. So <laughs> uh, I think I ended up uh, – oh, I got Goddard off waivers. And I've been starting Goddard over him all, all the rest of the year. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. It just uh, it doesn't. He just doesn't seem to be getting the looks that he was getting early in the season. And uh, um, I think he's got a what's the yeah Tennessee's five against tight ends. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bad matchup, and he's just not getting the targets that he needs. He he was a high volume guy for for quite a while, and it seems like Waddle kind of just swallowed up all those short targets that he was yeah. getting. And yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's hard back, like, yeah, he's not going to see much. Just to clarify Zach's comment that he traded money for a tight end, it, it it's in regards to draft budget. We don't play in leagues where we bribe other other owners <laughs> Great to trade Great us draft. players. Like a 6K. <laughs> 6K. Yeah. Put up $150 for a pool float that she has spent throughout <laughs> the year. Yeah. Um, so my sit is Kyle Pitts. Um, I know with the two of you, this is probably an obvious one, but I think he's still about 65% start uh, across leagues, and uh, he really shouldn't be, especially in this one. Uh, I think he's going to have a real bad week again. Sorry, just to tie into that, I just want to point out once again how bad NFL.com is for fantasy. Uh, they have Kyle Pitts ranked, projected as the number three tight end this week, ahead of Travis Kelsey, who was ranked at number four. <laughs> You're going to get us like blackballed by the NFL with the amount of hate you throw their way. Oh, man, the projections, though, like, I don't know if they need to give somebody else the job. I'm sorry. For we should we that. should apply to work for their projections. Yeah. Like, come it, on. You know what? I've got two leagues that use that site, and everybody every week complains about how just it's so off. I, I love any, it. If you have I love any newbies it. that are Absolutely drafting based it. off of projection on in those leagues, I bet their teams look awful. Yeah, that's true. That could be an advantage to the to – the, over the casual fans who uh, will struggle with the projections every week. Honestly, if I could, I would play in a league that didn't have projections, but nobody yeah. does that. I yeah, personally fair. love playing in it on NFL because their projections are so awful that it makes it so that people who pay attention and know what they're doing actually have an advantage. Just write a love letter to them there, Graham. Come on. um all right uh before we get too off topic here uh my tight end sit of the week already kind of talked about it is dalton schultz it is it's a tough matchup simmons is really shutting down tight ends for arizona this year um so i think dalton schultz is going to be an afterthought in that offense this week um my start and i really like all of our starts at defense this week um is chicago uh, they're playing against the Giants. They're going to be going against either Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm. So, I mean, don't really need to say any more than that. Yeah, I uh, I, I am also a fan when I was I, – I was the last one to input my guys. And while I was looking at defenses, I was thinking through it. I'm like, Panthers, they're a good sneaky start. They'll be on waiver wires. Damn it, Zach has – oh, shit. Sorry, Zach. Um, but I looked at Chicago – and uh yeah then came back it was like damn it so my default was new orleans uh i think it's going to be a six nine kind of game and uh new orleans has a real good defense and uh a good chance that darnold uh is playing which has been very beneficial to defenses yeah yeah i mean i totally agree with both of those and uh I, i think those are smash starts this week and I uh, I think the Panthers are also gonna yeah I don't I don't think we As like Graham you said has already think, ruined your start of the week at defense. <laughs> yeah. I think you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> all three of these are gonna be uh, are gonna be great plays. Uh, I'd love it if we could see Ian Book again. Maybe we can do that again. That was fun. Yeah, um, that was that but, was nice. I felt yeah. for the guy though. He looked like a child out there. Like, <laughs> uh, but he had uh, no time either though. Like in that no, game, he like didn't. he really like you can't you can't have. In my opinion, a rookie quarterback coming in who was third string, who's probably getting no snaps with the starters, missing, what was it, four of the five starting offensive linemen? 
Yeah. And against a team that actually has a half decent pass rush, like the guy, the guy had there, there, he just didn't, there was no chance of success in, in my opinion for him. Even when Nothing. they rushed three, they would rush yeah. three and they'd get through. <laughs> yeah. They could have rushed one. They'd probably yeah. still get through. Well, I think Kamara's numbers are, are more reflective of just how bad of a situation it was yeah. last week. All right. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into bold predictions for this week. Um, I will let Zach lead off this week. Yeah, I don't really know what I was doing here, but uh, I uh... I don't hate it. I think it's actually kind of kind of good. Yeah, I like okay. it. I went with – I mean, the opportunity should be there. I think he might do it, and he showed some explosiveness lately. I went with Devlin Signaltary will be a top five running back, and uh, I think it could happen. You know what? I think it will happen. There you go. <laughs> I, I won't go so far as to say will, but I think there is uh, a lot of avenue for potential for it to happen for sure. Uh, mine I went with was Sony Michelle as a top five running back this week. Uh, I think this is a bit more of a softer call than Devin Singletary, but I think still a, a you know, bit of a Hail Mary. Uh, I think that, you know, Baltimore is a really good uh, run defense, but I think they're going to have a lot of red zone looks, and I think there's a good chance he punches a couple in. And I feel like mine has the least room for error, but is the softest call out of the three of them. <laughs> It has no room for error. It, yeah, yeah, it has no room for error. I said Jalen Hurts will be the quarterback one on the week. I'm not talking about inside the top three. I'm saying he is going to be the top quarterback in fantasy football this week. He's playing Washington, who is allowing the third most pass yards, and they're allowing the third most quarterback rush yards. What does Jalen Hurts do? He runs the ball pretty well as a quarterback. He's half decent at throwing the ball. He's got some good wide receiver he's got a good wide receiver to throw to and a really good tight end it's gonna be absolutely unbelievable i think he's gonna run in a couple touchdowns i think he might even throw for two touchdowns and you're talking about four total touchdowns with probably anywhere from 70 to 90 yards rushing in my opinion um i think this could be outscoring like i said it already i think he's gonna outscore joe score joe burrows week from last week so yeah, yeah. If I if somebody looked at me right now and said I had to pick the QB one this week, I would say Jalen Hurts. So I I think you're uh, I think you're you got a shot there for sure. Personally, and I said this earlier, I think Hurts and Allen will be very good, but I don't think they're thirty plus guys. I think you have a better chance that uh, Burrow or Mahomes will go over thirty in their game, and uh, I think I would look more towards them if I was going to guess at who's going to be the QB one. All right. Well, that wraps up the show for tonight. Um, thank you very much for listening or watching. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can also catch us on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to send us an email at potbellypigskinfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Good luck to everybody that's in the finals. Hopefully you don't play in week 18. And the consolation final. <laughs> yeah, good luck to those who are to the finals. But Come on now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I'm not talking to the Zacks of the world, okay? <laughs> if there's money on the line, it still matters. Yeah, if good there's luck. money on the line, it still matters.
All right. Well, thank you, and have yourself a good night, and good luck to everyone this weekend. Thanks, guys. Cheers.